Josh, we're old enough now where we've seen the passing of our grandparents, and we're also seeing the aging of our parents. Right. I have not yet experienced becoming a grandparent, and that's probably still some years off. You hope so, anyway. Like well, it, you would hope the so. The more, the better. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about today is the evolving relationship of parents and children, and it's something that you don't understand fully until you've kind of walked through the gate and... Josh and I are kind of midway through that journey. Yeah, and it's kind of a weird thing because I kind of equated this when I was talking to Brian, like the student is becoming the master type thing (laughs) where (laughs) like my parents are asking me questions that like they would have answered themselves a while ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just do this. And they actually listen to me, which is a kind of a odd thing to be in. So we're going to riff on this a little bit. Please launch out onto the loop with us today as we discuss the evolving relationship of parents and children today on Curiosity Continuum. This is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness. We're also help you sharpen your collaboration and problem solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way. If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us and leave a review so others can join the community. And as always, you can find us on curiositycontinuum.com and on our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. All right, Brian. So I was bringing up this conversation. You said, let's record it because that's what we do. You know, we're like, (laughs) yeah, boom, let's record that. We were actually talking about this because both sets of our parents are aging, of course, because everyone's getting older, no one's getting younger. But it's become, I think, evident to even our parents and us that we always, we want to be closer together. We want to be, instead of like the separation that we tried to have when we were younger, now we want to be closer together and we want to be within an area to help each other out. Right, Brian? Yeah. And I've noticed that even like my mom is moving back closer to me for some of those relationship ties that we have you know i'm a major draw in my mother's life and my stepdad's life you should be yeah yeah, hopefully like if you said i'm the major repellent and you know that may be somebody somebody's story actually is like you know i want nothing to do with them and i mean that does Um, happen and it's kind of sad in that it is sad yeah in in our dynamic what we have is a changing of the guard what's interesting to me is that as you know we're going through like the real estate buying process here for where I live, the real estate market is hot, like super yeah, hot. Same here. So we have, I have a friend who have, I've done multiple real estate stuff with. He's a long trusted friend. Um, his name is David Fountain and he's uh, in the middle Tennessee area. So if you are relocating to the area, please make sure you look him up um, and he will take great care of you. David was helping me kind of say, uh, work through the requirements now that my parents are, or, you know, later on in the years, there is no like... And then I'm going to stack my 401k this much fuller, you know? Right. It's like they're, they are where they are and they're doing fine, but yet they still have other considerations and they don't have the same type of considerations that they did even 
10 years ago when they're buying a home. Uh, they're in their 70s now. They are very clear. They're very clear that like this will probably be our last move. That's a strange thought to think about. To go, this is, you know, I'm thinking about Lord of the Rings right now where Treebeard goes, the last march of the end. Yeah. It's not that dramatic probably. But, <laughs> no. You know, it's like, but you really stop and think, go, you know, this actually could be the last place that mom and dad actually buy. And that's a strange thought. I actually wonder too if, this is really more like a, a continental U.S. issue because I, know, I have a friend in Hawaii, and because of real estate, it's constrained by by price and by by physical space. Like you just can't sprawl out like you would, right. Like in Montana or something like that. So you have a lot of multi generational homes. Kind of where Josh and I sit in the equation is that you know we left our mom and dad physically as far as like moving out of the home and then moving far away from our parents. To start our own life together with our spouses. Exactly. To see this cycle now come in where Josh said in the intro, where parents are asking questions. Now, what's interesting is that as you kind of see that change, you almost see the writing on the wall, not in a bad way necessarily, but you go, you know, like I'll hit that point sometime in my life. I think as you get out of like your early years and even out of like your 20s, you go like, oh, I'm in a different phase of my life. Yes. And I didn't understand that phase of life until I actually hit it. Yeah. And I think that is something that you can't prepare for. It's something that you can learn about. You can, people can tell you about and you'll be like, I don't believe you. It's all those things that people told you when you were getting older that was going to happen. Look, when you hit 30, you're going to have to take antacids every night. You're going to have to do this. (laughs) You're going to have to do that. You know, you just never believed them because you're like, nope, that's not going to happen. Not me. I'm different. And then you hit 30 and you're like buying Tums in bulk. You know, it's just the way it works. (laughs) It's the cycle of life. It is the cycle of life. And I find this just, I love it, but I also find it kind of scary in a way because this is the mortal coil this is like you realizing that yourself at some point is going to get to this point mm-hmm. and then you know there's only so far you go <laughs> you know you're like okay well i'm not dying yet but it, it is about death it is about the finality of it and it's like mm-hmm. It's not like my parents are anywhere close to death or Brian's mom's anywhere closer to death or dad is anywhere closer to death. But it is that idea that we have to wrap our heads around as human beings that we're only here for this time. And so I think that we need to realize what's important and start planning for just being human. Yeah, nobody can buy their time back. Like, you know... Like Cher could turn back time if she could find a way. <laughs> yeah, lots of <laughs> money she, later, she's still old. <laughs> she's still old, and she never could turn back the clock of time. Right. We're we're faced with that. We're go like, okay, so we are now looking at each subsequent decade of her life to go. Okay, so now here I am. It's like, where am I? You know, you could be healthier. You could be richer. You could be poorer. You could be further on in your career. You could maybe have had a divorce. You may have gotten married. You may have had children. There's lots of other things that are close to the family or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, my dad passed when I was 28 years old. So when I say dad on this podcast, I'm referring to my stepdad who has uh, been married to my mother for a few years now, and they've been happily married, but that dynamic is different. My, my dad left my life before I hit 30. Now what's interesting is that my wife's dad his dad didn't die until he he was in his 70s like this guy was in his mid 90s sure until he passed away so he didn't know a life at all without either parent 
until the 70s. It's a very different dynamic, and you realize, I think sometimes the fragility of life, and you understand too that I think your dependence on one another, you could easily separate yourselves and not do that. But I think that there's a reason why people tune into the needs of their parents. If they have a good relationship, they're like, you don't necessarily want you know to be living on top of one another, right? but you want to make sure that their needs are cared for. Yeah, and I mean, that's it's not only a part of getting older, but I think it's a part of just being a good human being. <laughs> you know, you, you want to make sure that those people who cared for you when you were younger and didn't really know it better and did all sorts of crap that you probably wouldn't take back half of that if you could today, you know, <laughs> but maybe not. But you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you want to make sure that they're okay. And I think that's a good thing. It's kind of like that caring thing. And I think a lot of people are missing that kind of context on it today. You know, that's an interesting thing to kind of riff on a little bit because, um, you know, I have friends that are international. And when I start to think about our experience here in the United States, really, it's been about carving your own way and going out and doing things. We have a lot of other... Yeah, it's about me. You know, it's the Mm -hmm. me, me thing. Right. And myself. Right. When you you start talking about even people who live maybe a different life, it's it's about us. You know, those bonds of family are closer and closer knit and a little bit more present physically. And look, there's a lot of dynamics at play. Family gatherings are not easy. No, no family, even in a functional family, <laughs> when you, whatever you want to call functional, it's like every family screwed up. I want to say that. And that's true. Every family has the idiosyncrasies, has the things that happen because people are people. And yeah. that's just what it happens, you know? And you don't get the perspective on that until you're like, you're an adult right. after you've grown up. And you're like, you mean so-and-so was an alcoholic? It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but like, but they were always so happy or they were always so whatever. Because they were drunk. <laughs> you know? Right. And like, you never knew. You never right. knew that stuff until it's like, oh my gosh, like I never knew. Or it's like the situation where like going like, why did this person divorce? Like I thought they were happy. Like, like no, they've been miserable for years. It's like. Right. But it was the, com- people are also comfortable in misery, the familiar. And so that's a whole nother podcast, I think. But that is kind of what it is, too. And I think if you can kind of break out of that, it's good. It's very good. You know, I had a, a, a coworker once say to me, he loved Halloween more than like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Sure. You know, and I've like my children like start talking to me about Halloween. I think maybe in like March. <laughs> like, sure. What do you want to be for Halloween this year, Dad? I And I say, honestly, I have I have literally not thought a single thought about Halloween (laughs) until you brought this topic up. You know, I've always loved Thanksgiving and Christmas, but when this person said why, I was like, ah, this makes sense. Now there's probably another podcast in this too. He said that Halloween is is the holiday where you can be around the people you actually want to be around. It's true. Thanksgiving, he said, is and Thanksgiving, the same way. Yeah. and Christmas. Yeah. yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas is the one like you have to be around family, and the, you know, there's obligations. You could talk about how those obligations should or should not work. Right. But it's really interesting. Um, if it's just people getting together because they want to get together, that's one thing. When you get family together, it's complicated. Yes. There's always that black sheep or two or five in your family, and if you don't think that there's a black sheep in the family. It's you. You are that person. Yeah. You are that person. <laughs> like I have been affectionately referred to on, at Christmas time as the uncle that drinks beer. 
There he is over there. Yeah. Oh, he's drinking some beer over there. Go over there and talk to him. You know. It's like... <laughs> with those with those things, though, you come to realize too how much your parents did. Right. And you know what? Like I say this in all in just in loving care. It's like they didn't know what they were doing just as much as you don't know no. what you're doing. We're trying to raise your children if you're doing it. It's exactly. Like you go through cycles, and the reason why human beings have these same cycles and everything is because it's a cycle of life. It's not like your life is so much different than the rest of the human race where you can't talk about those things. Right. And I think it is important to talk about this. And that's why I wanted to riff on this idea a little bit of just kind of cycling back around to where, you know, the, I, I affectionately said, well, you know, the student has become the master where like now we have all the answers and I'm going to hold them from you old man. And I'm never going to tell you, <laughs> but that's what it is about. I think it's about the passing of the torch. It's about your parents and your, the older people in your life realizing that you were, they were just like you when they were your age, they didn't know anything, but it was just thrust upon <laughs> them anyway. And they figured it out. And they figured it out. And I think people underestimate themselves that they can do this. It's not as scary as you think. But it doesn't also mean you should crave it. You should want to have your parents around and those elderly, more elder than you, around for longer. <laughs> because they have important life lessons to teach us. We should yeah. be listening to those more. Yeah, I always hung around old people, and I know that I got a lot of flack in my family group for that because it's like, why do you hung around those old people? I'm like, you know, if you notice how interesting these people are, it's like so interesting. <laughs> you know, it really is. Yeah, it's like, they they've have done to stuff, and they're not, and like when they get to that certain age, they'll tell you everything. You know, they'll tell you oh, like yeah. they took a grenade and ran into you know a Nazi camp or whatever, and you're like, wow, tell me more yeah. about that story. You know, yeah, and then they don't because it's like it was probably <laughs> it never happened. For them. You know. <laughs> Exactly, you know. But yeah. we, we, you know, Josh, we live in a very youth-centric culture. Sure. And I'll tell you what, sometimes it's not, especially in the fast-paced world, it's take you takes effort, concerted actual effort, to listen to somebody older than you. Yes. Because they're not running at the same speed. Now, see, that's an interesting thing, because like we're all running our race, and if we take, you know... We could do all the cliche metaphors of like life is a journey and it's a race and it's a marathon, not a sprint and all these other kinds of things. You know, it's all, we're all running a different place. And when we run into those or intersect with those people, they're in a different part of the race. Sometimes you have to slow your roll or you have to like yeah. change your pace to be able to do it. Now, if you're older, sometimes you have to pick up your pace because there's like grandchildren running around. It's like, hey, you know, you need to, you know, pick up the energy a little bit or and that, that is, but there's a natural kind of, of aligning, it's going to sound like real ooky spooky, but if you like align your energies, like you can have a moment where you actually learn. There's this group of, of veterans, you know, and before the world kind of locked down and everything like that, it's a group of veterans that they met every Friday. They were eating themselves some pizza at Costco. Uh, there's some guys that just popped in and said, these guys have the most interesting stories that you've ever heard in your life. Sure. Just because they've lived so much life. And there was like none of them that were under 70 years old. And just have a chance to listen to them and talk to them, even if it's not your parent. It's like somebody who is an older generation than you. There's so much you can learn, and they've had such a such a rich life, probably just by the fact of the number of years on the earth. Right, and it's not to mean that like, you know, they're rich or poor, you know, like in money wise, but just their experiences make them worthwhile to listen to. Yes, by listening to them also. 
you're enriching their life. It's it's a two way street, right? You know, to be able to share that information and that human relationship, right? I think that's probably a great place to put a comma, huh, Brian? I believe so. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank you.